You are listening to the Desire to Retire podcast. The podcast that reduces that sense of feeling overwhelmed when you think about your retirement. You can go from woe to wow with your retirement plan. I'm your host, Estelle Kelly. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Desire to Retire, Ready or Not. Now, we all know what we are retiring from. What we are retiring to is less certain. Hello, I'm Estelle Kelly, Retirement Life Coach. And this morning, my guest is Rick Canali, and I'll let him introduce his furry friend there. Um, Rick is a a person who hasn't been retired very long and um, he's going to share with us his experience of leading up to his retirement date, which wasn't that long ago. So good morning, Rick and Harvey. (laughs) Good morning, Estelle. Yeah, so what what is it that you'd like to tell us about yourself, Rick? well, hello. Uh, my, as you say, my name's Rick. This is Harvey, my one of my dogs, uh, who I now have a lot more time for. And uh, he seems to have decided today to sit on my lap while doing this. I don't know why, but he just decided to pop up. Uh, so thank you for tolerating him, his presence. Uh, I retired about three weeks ago. I've spent uh, almost 40 years working at universities in Australia. Uh, I've worked at three different universities. I won't bore you with the details, but my work involved um, both uh, software and and teaching. So I worked in that area where um, support's provided to the academics who teach students. I've done a lot of academic development, uh, large uh, learning management system implementation projects at three different universities, that sort of thing. So... uh, I retired just three weeks ago at the end of the year, uh, effectively, wow. end of 2021. So, yeah. Uh, so, well, I suppose your questions will bring out some, some more details. And I'm 63 years of age, so I, I retired just, you know, a few years earlier than, than the, uh, the, the conventional uh, time. Yeah. So congratulations on your 40-year career, Rick. That's, a, that's really an achievement. And something that you'll have lots of time to reflect on now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. So in the, the lead up to your retirement, Rick, what were the top three um, considerations or concerns that you had when you were thinking about your impending retirement? Uh, well, I guess uh, the pandemic situation um, made me concerned about uh, the possibility of an economic downturn and becoming, um, you know, in, uh, becoming um, a self-funded retiree uh, immediately. You are uh, concerned about the the value of of your investments and, and whether or not they will be able to sustain you in the longer term, or whether uh, you may find yourself having to re-enter the workforce or or, or end up having to re configure everything so that you um, you have to end up being on a pension uh, instead. Yeah. Um, but um, apart from that, so there's just the, the financial and economic concerns, but I didn't have any other um, 
serious concerns about retirement. The, the possibility of retiring looked uh, attractive to me um, uh, for probably the last couple of years. Okay. Yeah, so you've been looking forward to it and um, yes. it's arrived. That's great. <laughs> yes. So I imagine there was a lot of thought and planning that went into that. Um, so you, uh, you've retired and you said, like in, in Australia, we tend to think of the retirement age as 65. Um, and uh, you've said that you've retired before that age. Um, that's not uncommon, Rick. So uh, you've, you've joined a big crew of people there. Um, but I heard you say that, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, you were sort of starting to really look forward to retiring. Was it, uh, can you tell me, like, were there, what was happening in the workplace at that time for you? Okay. Um, the, so the workplace had changed considerably and it, and I, in, in my particular situation, I really had lost um, a great deal of work-related satisfaction. I, I didn't see a great deal of value in what I was doing um, due to a combination of uh, restructure uh, and um, and I think also the uh, the situation as a result of COVID, the, the pandemic. So the uh, the combination of those two things uh, meant that I, I ended up uh, at this, you know, tail end of my career, working in an area that wasn't really what I had, different from what I had done before. I mean, I was, uh, in one sense, I should have been grateful that I wasn't made redundant and, and I was directly placed during this restructuring where Many of my colleagues were made redundant, in fact. Um, for, for some reason, they decided to directly place me in a, a new position, uh, along with uh, a couple of other people who were uh, existing colleagues. Uh, and uh, uh, But the position was quite different from the work we had been doing prior to this restructure. Now we could all do it, and I certainly was able to do it, and I, and I did uh, persevere for uh, nearly two years um, in this new role uh, or different role. And um, uh, but I, I didn't really like the work. If 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 I was applying for a job, it's not the kind of job I would normally apply for. Okay. And and so um, that was a, a significant factor. Mm. Um, in the workplace. Um, I suppose the, the, another significant factor, which was a non-workplace factor, of course, is that uh, I got to the stage where I, I could see that retirement was, from a financial point of view, a, a real possibility, that I, I did have the means uh, by which I could retire. So that was certainly not ever a possibility any time earlier in my life than, mm. than the last few years. Mm. And um, but the, there was also a, a workplace bullying case that, had, that it was with HR, which didn't involve me other than I was a, a bystander witness. And, but my, one of my colleagues was involved in that uh, and brought the complaint formally to, to HR. Um, and that was a significant factor in delaying my decision to retire because I didn't want to 
go until that matter was resolved. And um, in the end, um, it, it, uh, even though it was more than nine months in, in deliberation, um, the matter had not been resolved uh, by the Christmas break of 2021. And, and, and I just couldn't wait any longer. I decided I'd have to go. So essentially, though, you wanted to support your colleague. Um, yes, I didn't want, you know, I preferably, I didn't want to go while this matter was still unresolved and, and, and um, the, the possibility was there that I might be needed to give an account. I mean, I did formally in written form, so I did what I could, but I was waiting to see what HR would do about it. And um, so we'll see, you know, I, I, in the end, that was unresolved. So I'll find out what happened um, in due course, because I'm still in contact with people. Mm. Uh, there, but that was a significant um, problem, if you like, in the workplace. I guess the other thing was that um, there, in this new role, there was a there were very few other people who were able to do this sort of work, and um, there was a real dependency on me personally to see the year out. Um, mm -hmm. um, to, and so it was difficult, well, it was almost impossible for me to depart earlier than the Christmas break. Mm. Okay, so, so you might have even gone earlier if, if you hadn't felt that obligation to um, stay on to support you. Yeah, family. yeah, I had made, I remember now that um, early, early in 2021, I, I had decided just, uh, that just to myself that, that I would uh, leave at the middle of the year that, that uh, I would leave in probably July or August. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned that to my, uh, to my director and, um, and that first that seemed to be uh, accepted and, and really not much of a problem. But as, the, as we got closer um, to that time, uh, I was asked, uh, it was pointed out to me how difficult it would be for, for everybody else if I had left at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, because there were there was um, work that um, had a natural um, progression through to November. Effectively, was when you know when it was really when the work was really finished and scheduled to finish. So that project couldn't it was very very difficult for them to take over that project um, mm -hmm. before we got to the end of November. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so I was convinced to stay on a few more months, which was difficult for me because, you know, by that time I was really very, um, I was lacking in motivation and wasn't really interested. Mm. And Rick, I like coming from that professional background that you do, I find that with professional people, there's this sense of, you know, you can't let the team down. You know, That's right, yes. I think you've probably <laughs> answered the next question, which is at this point, when you were asked to stay on until the end of the year, you know, I heard you say that you were lacking motivation and all that. So it, it yes. how else might you describe that time before you did retire? Right? Uh, I guess it was a little bit, uh, there was mild frustration um, that I couldn't, uh, enact my plans. I mean, I had worked out what I wanted to do, and it was just a question of timing. When I, when could I, could I go? And, and so there was a little bit of frustration there, and um, 
but it was, yeah. I you know I fell into the routine, you know, and uh, kept on working. Um, so it wasn't too it wasn't too difficult. Okay. It wasn't what my what I preferred. It wasn't the year that I thought I was going to um, yeah. to see. I just ended up working an extra six months. Mm. Yeah. And um, like even without COVID as a factor, um, I think there's, there's not an unusual story that people, you know, either leave earlier than what they'd planned or, yeah, or otherwise they, they're asked to stay on because, you know, there's a job to be completed mm -hmm. come what may. <laughs> so, yeah, well, well done. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, other than workplace issues, uh, what are some other factors that you needed to consider when you were planning and thinking about retirement? Um, <clears throat> uh, well, I'm, I'm married, so I had to consider uh, my wife. Uh, we're empty nesters, our son's moved away, so, and he's independent and, and working. Uh, uh, so there was very little else that I had to be concerned about. Um, there was no other factor. It was my wife was the most uh, affected person by the decision. Mm -hmm. uh, she's also working. She works three days a week um, and she's decided to continue working, but she's now considering retirement. So yeah. that's, um, that's, that just came out through our discussions. Um, we'll see how that goes. It might not be very long before she decides to, to join me, I suspect. We'll see. But no, there weren't any other major concerns once we sorted out the financial ones and the, um, uh, and the work-related issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, the, um, so it, it was really just your wife who was um, involved in the discussions, yeah. So... Yeah. And in, in reflecting back on that journey that you've been through, um, you know, let's, uh, would it be one year ago, two years ago, five years ago that you started thinking about retirement, uh, I'm wondering? Uh, probably a little more than two, so between two and three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it took about two years to get everything, for everything to fall into place. Right. Yeah. So, and and in reflecting back, have you found that like you're thinking, you're thinking about it, it changed as time went by, mm. or or you had a plan and that's what you stuck to, except for the last six months. Yeah, I think it's it's more the latter because I haven't really um, planned into detail in any detail what I would be doing during my retirement. It was more about making the transition to retirement, mm. the possibility of it, making sure that satisfying myself that it was um, a sensible and feasible thing to do, um, but not making too many assumptions about what retirement would be like. So we haven't, haven't planned trips or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I think that um, if I can manage it financially there are some renovations in the house or remodeling of the house that we need to do but there's a lot of other things that need to be done uh, before we get to that point uh, anyway yeah. Um, yeah so I didn't see it as being a, anything 
terribly dramatic in terms of lifestyle, other than, than the difference being that I would have a lot more time to myself, that, you know, not having to go to, to a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it is a, a change and um, it brings freedoms and flexibility that you haven't had for 40 years. Yeah, yeah. that's a big yeah. adjustment, Rick. I suppose one thing I forgot to mention, I did, um, I did join uh, St Vincent de Paul as, as a, de a deliberate part of um, the retirement plan that um, in a sense I was thinking that um, with Vinnie's uh, I can make that as, as little or as much of my time as I like because it's volunteer work so um you can do a lot you put a lot of time in doing all sorts of different things or you can uh, do a little bit and it's quite flexible yeah. but i i thought of that as being um a worthwhile commitment to have um that would maintain um a level of um i guess uh, scheduling and, and 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 discipline um in in my daily or weekly routine, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and and yeah. it's also that giving back, isn't it? That um, volunteering in your own community. Yes, yes. So it's so it's certainly a worthwhile activity uh, mm. and and something that um, certainly the way I was thinking in the last couple of years that um, any anything that I would do with with Vinnie's would be, um, I thought. Um, more worthwhile than what I was doing uh, in my job, wow. <laughs> which, which had lost 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 its um, its appeal to me, um, yeah. and 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 I didn't see this being you know a great contribution. Um, okay. So um, so I decided I needed to find something that was a bit a more of a contribution. And um, yeah, the, the, the opportunity to join St Vincent de Paul came up. Mm, wow, that sounds really worthwhile, Rick. Thank you for doing yeah. it. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. It hasn't really blossomed just yet because of the pandemic and it's still early days. I'm still mm -hmm. working through a few things um, with the super and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, over time, and this is one of the great things I've discovered now that, that things can sort of progress on a different time scale than, than, than what, or time frame than, than what it used to, where everything used to be so frenetic and you had to get everything done so quickly mm. or it wasn't done at all. Um, mm. uh, whereas now uh, things can be worked on um, when it's convenient to work on them and, and give them their time. And maybe a greater sense of satisfaction. Yes, yeah, I think so. That seems to be, or you know, already in the last few weeks, that seems to be how it's panning out. It seems to be how how it's it's a it's developing. That, mm. um, I can, you know, choose to do the things that are of greater value, as far as I can tell. Mm. Yeah. It's nice being your own boss, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping it's not just a novelty, but it's something that I appreciate in the longer term. So now that you have retired, um, and I, I hear you say that you're spending some time on um, volunteer work, how else are you spending your time, may we ask? 
Uh, yeah, well, I have, um, I've got to look after my um, uh, superannuation. So uh, uh, I have a, a self-managed super fund where most of my uh, superannuation is. And I've got to tidy that up so um, and make changes and inform the ATO uh, that I my retirement status so that um, and I've got to set up a, a pension. So I need to work with financial planner to do the, a lot of those things. Um, so there's that. Um, I have a I've got multiple things to do around the house, um, and um, I've also. Um, for the last, I've been pretty busy. Most of my time in the last this month has been on a on a little project, a little software project of my own. Mm-hmm. So um, that's been really good. Um, although it's become a little bit of an obsession, almost. So I've, I've just recently made sure that I'm doing uh, that. I've got other things to do during the day um, to take me away from that. Otherwise, I have been spending ten. 10 hours a day on it and uh, and, uh, that's just too much time sitting down at the computer unfortunately so um, I I, um, uh, am moderating my activity there Mm. but it's a great little project I I, I don't want to explain what it is it'll take too long and it's off topic Um, but it is something that interests me Um, it's challenging um, and uh, I hope that it will be, um, you know, um, it, that it, it may in the future contribute um, to to financially. Um, but we'll see. Yes, the possibility. I'm learning lots. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, learning, I'm learning a lot while I'm while I'm attempting to do this. Yeah, no, it sounds a very um, absorbing project that you've got going there, Rick. So. Yeah, and I hope it does produce something really beneficial for you um, down the track. Mm. You might end up with uh, what we call an encore career, you know. Yes. <laughs> Another career. Oh, I didn't know I had a name. That's, that's, that sounds good. An encore career. Mm. Yeah. So at this stage, newly retired, what do you see as the benefits of retirement? Um, well, I think on a day-to-day basis, um, I'm, I just feel a lot more relaxed um, and um, I do feel that there's a very real sense of freedom, but in, even the little things like being able to uh, do your shopping on a different day than, than Saturday morning, which was always the, the only time of the week where <laughs> I could do the shopping. Yeah. Uh, now it, it can be um, can be any day, and it just depends on on a variety of different factors. And you know, um, so little things like that, just as one example, mm-hmm. um, uh, the fact that I can spend a lot of time on my own interests. Um, and if I wanted to, actually, one of the things I thought I would do was that I would read a lot more. I thought once I'm retired, oh, I've got all these books that I want to read. But I still have them there. They're still there, waiting to be, to be read. I had, I did finish a couple that that I had already started before retiring, but I haven't actually picked up any of the significant ones that I wanted to to read. Right. Um, and um, now, is that uh, it, Rick? The ding dong. 
Are you getting a bell at your end? Yes, yes. Let me turn oh. that down. All right. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So you've um, so haven't, there's plenty of time to get through this pile of books, Rick. Yes. So so they, they, I'll get to those soon, but they they um, but that hasn't happened as yet. Um, uh, so yeah, sense of freedom, sense of uh, being able to structure your day the way you you need it to be, and and not being pressured to some overarching um, uh, schedule mm -hmm. uh, that is imposed on you in some way. There's, but you know that can be good or bad. I mean, there could be times when um, you do need something; otherwise, you're not going to get up out of the bed in the morning, you know, but mm -hmm. thankfully I've, I've certainly got lots of things that are going to get me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Um, so uh, that hasn't been a problem. Um, yeah. yeah. That, I think uh, probably, you know, at this time, I would say that um, the, the pandemic situation concerns about um, that restrictions because we've been in lockdown, although we're not in lockdown now, although the economy, it's just that it's almost as though we are in lockdown. Um, because people have self-imposed restrictions uh, in order to avoid being infected. Um, those sorts of factors have had a bigger effect uh, than the fact that I've retired at this, uh, during that time. Okay, yeah. So we're certainly not going out and about, Anna and I. Uh, we're, we're not seeing friends as much. Mm -hmm. um, so... Um, I think there would have been a lot more of that mm. during retirement had we not been in a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rick, we're due to finish up, um, but before we go, uh, is there anything else that you would like to add and, at this point? Uh, no, no, just thank you for being interested in this. I, I had no idea that um, uh, the fact that I'd retired would be worth an interview, but... <laughs> very pleased to, to oblige there. Um, well, it's been it's been a great experience for me so far, and and uh, I look forward. I'm looking forward to the rest of the year actually, and hoping that um, you know as the pandemic effects subside, as they inevitably will, um, that there will be new and interesting things that um, I'll be able to do. Yeah, yeah. So Rick, uh, thanks so much for your time. Um, it's it's really valuable. Uh, it will um, assist people who um, might be struggling with that notion of retirement. You know, there's going to be more and more Australians coming into the retirement category, and um, the more education that we can have around it and including personal experiences, it's all so helpful. So thank you so much this morning. And, uh, you know, and it was lovely to meet Harvey as well. <laughs> so. Yes, Harvey the photo bomber, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's left, he's no longer here. Yeah, but no, thank you so much. You have been listening to the Desire to Retire podcast. Want to check out how well you are progressing in planning for your retirement? To gain some clarity on planning a meaningful retirement, try the simple no-cost tools or access this special three-part podcast series at retirementlife.coach. I am your host, Estelle Kelly. Thank you for listening.